Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. I'm Andrew. I'm Tara. This is part 48 in our 3,726 part series wherein we pick a movie at random from the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. Uh, watch it, do some research, and then tell you what we thought and learned. We have one primary rule for the podcast. Whatever movie we select, we have to watch as long as neither of us have seen it before. There are a few exceptions that will invoke as necessary, otherwise we're honor bound to watch it. Although I'm realizing that all the times that we've had to invoke the ex- exceptions, I've always just edited that out of the episode. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I think most of the time I do. So uh. we'll try to leave it in. It's kind of boring. You're like, no. <laughs> oh, we're not watching this. We can't watch this one. <laughs> but uh, r- rest assured, we we are... We are honoring the rules yeah. that we've dictated. This, this is going to get edited out in two, I think. Yes. So, uh, anyways. Anyway. Uh, so... Last week we watched Pumping Iron, which was Tara's selection, a bodybuilding documentary. Docudrama. Docudrama, yes. Excuse me. And that was Tara's pick, yeah. which means that it is my turn to pick. God help us all. God and, uh... <laughs> Say a prayer for us. <laughs> well, anybody that's listening to this already knows what movie it is. Yeah, I mean, unless you can send your prayers back in time a couple weeks. Like, if prayers are able to time travel... Then please. Then please, by all help means, us. help us. us. And then watch the episode change before your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just like Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Are you ready? Uh, I have my eyes shut. Okay. Tell me more. Uh, stop. Okay. We're watching a German film from 1992 called Videograms of a Revolution. 107 minutes long. Okay. Apologies for any mispronunciations. When Romania's Cochescu regime fell in 1989, armed revolutionary forces headed straight to the nearest TV station. Consisting solely of Romanian television broadcasts aired during these turbulent days of transition, both before and after the station was seized, Videograms explores the boundless effects of the media on daily life. Here, the control of information played a far more important role in social change than the actual overthrow of the regime. Faraki shows how mass communications work, not merely as a transmission of facts, but in this case as a lethal political weapon. Huh. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, so another documentary, which is weird, like we'd gone almost 50 episodes and only had like two documentaries in there. Right. But now, uh, yeah. we're on a roll, documentary-wise. So I guess we should do some calibration, where we figure out where our opinions might fall or, or what how familiar we are. Or how, yeah, predictions of how we'll... How we'll feel. How we'll feel. Um, I'm actually pretty excited. This sounds really interesting to me. Um, I'm not super familiar with Romania's history and, and that whole regime falling and all of that. Um, obviously that was in my childhood. Right. And, and just like exploring media and how it affects people's perception, I think is... Something we all need to be Something mindful of right now. Something we all need now. to be very, very mindful of, just like always, and yeah. especially in these times. So I'm... Cautiously optimistic, as always. Yeah, as always. I think... <laughs> Eternally cautiously optimistic. The, yeah, that's the the tagline for our podcast. Yeah, I feel. for real. No, this, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. This does sound really interesting. Um, and I, I feel like I did see a documentary a while ago that it wasn't about this, but it was focusing on media and how that can skew the public's perception of what's actually happening and how the media really kind of 
puts on a show. Uh, I forget what it's called. It was really interesting. It was focusing on American politics, and it came out like probably 15-ish years ago now. Oh, wow. But if I remember what it is, I'll mention it in the, the second half of the episode. But yeah, this, this sounds really, really interesting. So again, as with you, a situation I'm not familiar with. So it'll be interesting to find out more about this. And so we will be back with our thoughts on videograms of a revolution after this musical interlude. now uh this is we're, we're attempting to emulate the npr tone in our podcasting from now on out gonna yeah. capture a corner of that market i think pretty easily yeah and, uh, and just and really you know really exciting special news yeah um this episode is being produced by ira glass <laughs> he he doesn't want to say anything he's but he, he's just uh off uh, mic and he's waving hello to everybody yes. so he says hello thank you he, he wishes you, everybody a, a fond hello and uh thank you very much for listening and uh now he's leaving um goodbye ira Good, well goodbye ira. farewell uh, farewell uh yeah thank you for for participating yeah this has been grandpa andy's quiet <laughs> podcast corner <laughs> Oh, All right, everybody, God, we're back. Over. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Grandpa Andy, he's got his finger on a lot of pies. Um, <laughs> on a lot of pies. On a lot of pies, not one. In. It's one super long finger that crosses <laughs> the length of many, many pies. And they're all just lined up underneath his long, long finger. He's a horrible monster. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, we okay. We were speaking of horrible monsters. Yeah, that actually good segue. Is, a, is a good segue. Yeah. Uh, Nikolai Ceausescu is a horrible, was a horrible monster. Yeah. And well, uh, uh, before we talk about our friend Nikolai, should we do our pre-spoiler rating yeah. of the film? So uh, we have a five-point rating scale, ranging from don't watch to maybe don't watch to to uh, maybe watch and then uh high point of the scale don't not watch and so on the count of three we will simultaneously reveal our rating of the movie um which neither of us know because this certainly isn't the second time we no. are recording this no we definitely did not record a full episode and then have the computer shut down on us 30 seconds away from closing out the recording no uh, that definitely didn't well, happen to us uh, that, that's such a specific <laughs> thing to reference i don't even know why you would uh, say something that specific so on the count of three we will reveal our ratings so one Two. A three. three. Don't, Don't not watch. watch. Uh, it is a very compelling documentary. We both liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, if you ever wanted to be like right up in the middle of a revolution, just like right just up like in, thrown into it, right just up in its guts. What's wrong with you, first of all? But also, uh, it, this this is the movie for you because it gets you right in the midst of the chaos, uh, right as a revolution is taking place. Right. So before we tell you what we see, uh, we wanted to give a little bit of context for what was going on in Romania leading up to the start of the documentary. So 
The revolution took place because people were entirely fed up with Nikolai Ceausescu and the austerity measures that he was uh, imposing upon Romania. So he was the was it prime minister? Was that no what was president? It? President. He was mm-hmm. the the president of Romania, and he had been in control for quite a long time. And uh, twenty one years, I believe. And then leader of their communist party for like 24 years. Yeah, he was heavily involved with the communist party from an early age. Like uh, when he was pretty young, he was an apprentice for a shoemaker who was in deep with the communist party. And that's kind of how he got introduced to it. And he got thrown into prisons and internment camps repeatedly because being a member of the communist party was illegal. And um, that just kind of solidified his dedication to the ideology and to the point where one of the internment camps that he was sent away to when he was still relatively young he shared a cell with the man who would eventually become the general secretary of the romanian communist party so he was basically the first communist party leader in romania and so at one of these internment camps that he went to he was the person who enforced their self-criticism sessions where they would confess to not being familiar with enough of the dogma that was spreading in Romania at the time. And it would result in Ceausescu like, beating the people who were not uh, willing to participate in these sessions. And so he was a piece of work from an early age. Yeah, and, and uh, his wife, Elena, who also was very active in the Communist Party, they met via communism and uh, quickly worked their way into increasing levels of power. So we'll talk a little bit more about the horrible stuff that he did when he was in power uh, later. It's really pretty fascinating. It's unfortunate that we're going to kind of have to gloss over a lot of this because uh, there's just so much that was interesting that we read about. We can't really talk about all of it and have it be a relatively concise podcast. So I think we should just kind of skip ahead to what led up to the beginning of the documentary. Yeah. So the, uh, we're in late December uh, 1989. Uh, a lot of communist governments had been overthrown in Eastern Europe that year, all fairly peacefully. However, um, Ceausescu still had a fairly strong grip on the population just through his use of fear. And that he'd enacted a lot of austerity measures, and so people were going hungry. Through all this, there was this Hungarian priest named Laszlo Tokis. He was basically speaking out against Ceausescu and what was going on in Romania. And because of that, uh, Ceausescu tried to have him evicted from the country using his securitate forces, which was like his secret police that were... Um, pretty violent. Pretty violent, Yeah. So this priest was in the city Timisoara in Romania, and the community, even people who weren't part of his church, uh, all said, no, you can't get this guy. And they started surrounding his church, preventing him being thrown out of the country. Uh, So things there started to get pretty messy, and there were all these protests and demonstrations happening, and then they became a mass protest where it, it changed from people shouting slogans like, we want bread, into like, down with Ceausescu. So um, this obviously 
did not make Ceausescu very happy, and he personally ordered troops to open fire on the demonstrators. So here we are now at the beginning of Vidi Grimm's of a Revolution, where we open on a woman who is clearly in deep pain, and then we find out as she's talking um, that she had been shot at. Uh, you know, she was one of those people who was out sort of like trying to protect the priest, I and, think. And, and, or it was, it was kind of unclear. She was like talking about a co-op yeah, and like a, a store. Yeah. Anyway, she was at the hospital and um, uh, giving a message to the people saying, you know, keep strong. It's this is worth it. You know, we just need to take this guy down and and just keep up what you're doing. Yeah, although not nearly as uh, as composed as Tara Fraser that just saying. Like the the movie opens up with her in a great deal of pain and kind of giving this impassioned kind of rallying speech and it's we were the first time we watched it it was Valentine's Day and so we're watching this lady who's in great distress and it's like this is Happy a great Valentine's uh, yeah, Day a, what a, a romantic movie to be watching that also gives you an indication of how far behind we are here with getting oh, caught up yeah. on the, the episode uh, it's uh. Yeah, losing all that audio is very demoralizing, because even when it's a movie that we both liked quite a lot like this, we were just like, ah, oh, we already talked about that, though. So after seeing the the woman at the beginning, uh, we cut to a broadcast of Ceausescu in front of this massive rally of people in Bucharest, and he's he's giving this speech, and, and uh, something happens in the crowd, and you start hearing voices in the in the crowd swell up and he looks very confused and then like the footage cuts away and somebody's like they're they're shooting they're getting into the building and you're like oh shit what's going on yeah Yeah, and then the the footage cuts out and it was is just really chaotic and unnerving unnerving for sure to see that because like it was a state sponsored tv broadcast and then it just cuts to a red screen it's like video interrupted or whatever and then uh they cut back after like a moment or two and it's not showing ceausescu anymore it's like the cameras are pointed up at the sky when the the video comes back on so it's just this silent picture of the sky kind of the the buildings half in frame almost and uh, yeah, so, like, if I had been in Romania and I'd seen that on television, I oh, would have been yeah. shitting my pants. Even, you know, knowing that things worked out in the end several decades later, it's still just, like, seeing that. It's, it's kind of chilling. For real. As we're seeing this, uh, there's a kind of dispassionate um, narration happening from this woman, sort of giving a little bit of uh, description to what we're watching, and she's like... And now the camera pans away, and this is what is shown on TV. Yeah. Let's try to get a, another look at what was happening, uh, what caused the uh, situation, yeah, or whatever. Like, like, lady, you don't know? Like, you, you're <laughs> narrating this movie. You don't know what's going on. You That's... can't tell us what's happening? In any case, uh, we start seeing footage from other cameras and, like, what was going on when the broadcast cut out. So uh, you start to realize that people in the crowd started to get really upset at Ceausescu and um, tried to stream away from the rally. And you find out essentially uh, um, people had been like pulled in to have this rally in the middle of their days, like going about work and whatever, and like forced onto buses, bust in and given signs to hold. And so they'd been there for like hours and people were like, you know, tired, hungry, wanting to go home. And 
the troops were saying, no, you can't. You have to stay here. And, you know, people just started to get really fucking fed up, understandably, like, considering everything that's going on in the country and then they're going to do this. Yeah. Um, So it's it's just kind of like it suddenly just breaks out. Like, now it's a a revolution. Yeah, it's like a... People are now going against Chochescu. Yeah, it's like a switch was flipped, and they're like, oh, wait, wait a minute, fuck this. Like, yeah. I don't have to put up with this anymore. There's more of us than there are of them. Um, so there's people just, like, streaming away from this square um, outside of the Communist Party headquarters in Bucharest. So we see some, like, other footage, not only of the state cameras that were in the square, but, like, you know, one guy who's filming from a, a window, and you see just people streaming past on the street, like, about a block away. Yeah, a, a lot of the footage, at least half of it, I would say, is just from like home videos that people in Romania had been recording at the time just to try to document it them, themselves. And it just adds this really... It, it's just like more immediate, yeah. I think, in a, in a lot of ways, because yeah. you're actually seeing the people experiencing it, uh, what they're looking at and what they're hearing. So yeah. um there's, I think that makes it more, it, you feel more like you're there in the middle of the revolution than if you were just like watching. Yeah, and, and it's interspersed with broadcasts from the main television station. And they're like, oh, the defense minister, uh, he was found guilty of uh, treason and he was executed. And uh, if you know anybody else who is behaving in a treasonous manner, make sure to report them. Like, you know what to do with tra- with traitors. And it, it seems like the guy that's like delivering that broadcast, like he doesn't want to be doing it. It's just kind of like he's, he's having to go along with it. Just, yeah, the way it's being delivered. It, it's yeah. not like any fervent, like, Let's get these traitors. Right, right. It's just like... It's like, yep. maybe there's somebody so, with a gun so off camera. So traitors? Well, it's not that timid, but... No. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, the guy... Maybe somewhere between those two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to do the average. You can, you can find <laughs> those two extremes. Um, and so it, it's kind of hard to really discuss the plot of the movie because it's just a lot of different... Um, clips of the these videos so we'll kind of discuss the the broad strokes of what they show which is a lot of chaos oh yeah uh like as you might imagine like a revolution as it's taking place uh, there it's going to be pretty fucking chaotic and so i think one of the first things that they show after this is when the people are gathered outside the tv station and then there's like the leaders of the revolution, the main figures who are inside the TV station building. And they're like, we need to get the army on our side for this right now. Like we need to let them know that we, we need their assistance with this to keep everything under control and have it not just spiral into total anarchy and violence. And, and so they're talking about getting speakers set up to broadcast to the crowds that are outside and also to talk to the army and it, it's handheld footage. And it's something that, we're accustomed to now, now that everybody has cameras on them all the time. But for like 1989, it's uh, really just amazing to have this pretty intimate footage of these harried conversations taking place between these leaders and them scrambling to try to figure out what the fuck they're going to do to keep things from getting... Falling apart. Yeah. Keeping the country from falling apart. And like, we'd never heard of this movie before and it's... I don't think it's very well known. And it's something 
that I wish was more widely available because it is uh, really fascinating and, and compelling to see. So they get the broadcast sent out to people to let them know, like, hey, we, you know, we're in control now. We're going to try to keep you all as informed as we can. Just everybody try to stay calm, even though this is really chaotic for everybody. Yeah, and like the world is watching us. So the next day, you know, there, there are still people just crowding into Bucharest and they swarm the Communist Party headquarters and you see them going in and like taking books and papers and throwing them out the balcony. And you can just see like the joy and, and the excitement like, oh my God, we can do this. And people are, are like running through the buildings and then there's footage. You see people running across the roof and the narration tells you it's the Ceausescu's escaping. And so there's this helicopter they go flying off, the crowd's booing at them, and they're part of the revolution, just, like, on their footsteps. They had almost yeah. got to them before they took off. Yeah, it was, like, just a matter of a minute, maybe, between the Chotrescu's getting into the elevator, and the elevator broke down, and so they had to, like, pry the doors open and climb out to to run to that uh, helicopter to get away. And, it, yeah, they, like, almost were caught right then and there. So the Chotrescu's fly off in their helicopter, and... The people, they've basically taken over the headquarters, but are trying to find somebody to officially state that the government is stepping down. Um, So they find a guy and they broadcast him saying, yep, yep, I'm a representative of the government and we're stepping down. Um, So people see like, yes, this is it. You know, Chichescu's are out. Governments resigned. Yeah. Oh, but wait, uh, the TV cameras weren't there when he made the announcement. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have to get back out there and face and, that and angry do it again. crowd again. Yeah, full <laughs> camera. Sorry. Uh, just, just, yeah, no, no big deal. Just get NBD. back out there. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's a, a bit of a learning curve with the, uh, the whole uh, revolution. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got people who are not necessarily trained with how to use all the cameras and equipment and they're yeah. trying to find people who worked there to, um, you know, make sure th- the things are working and broadcasts are happening. But like, you know, they were having some technical difficulties initially with broadcasts, like getting cut out or audio being garbled and, and whatever. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's so interesting to be able to see that, like these people fumbling their way into trying to, establish an order and, and and just like communicate with the people what's happening yeah and not just communicate with people but communicate with each other because mm-hmm. you know they are they've got telephones and that's pretty much it maybe like telegraph or something i don't know yeah uh but their ways of like organizing with one another even are right. pretty limited and so well and something that they are talking about that isn't really addressed super explicitly is you know like in Timishwara there's still the people like demonstrating um and trying to keep that priest safe and and like did the troops know like how, how did it you know so the the worry is like what other violence is ha- carrying on across the country yeah as well like the army is on their side but the securitate is not it's still fairly loyal yeah uh, well and, and so you can kind of see that as well as the footage carries on. There's like random people shooting at um, people in Bucharest and nobody really knows 
who's doing it. You see how beaten down the, the Romanians were because yeah. they very quickly act like, oh, this is just a normal part of life. Like the amount of fear and uncertainty that they'd been living with all these decades to where they just accept, oh, yeah, people are just randomly shooting. That wasn't necessarily something going on in Romania while Ceausescu was in power. But, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty remarkable to see that. So, anyway, there were still um, some pockets of people, apparently, who were loyal to the Ceausescu's, but it was clear that they're just a minority, and um, that didn't carry on super long at all. Yeah, and so we occasionally... Amidst all the raw footage of chaos, we see more television broadcasts as they capture, I think it's like one of the Ceausescu's sons or some relative, like a yeah. nephew or something, maybe. Niku. Ceausescu. Oh, no, Niku is their son. Yeah, yeah. it was. Because, yeah, I think that, that that's who it was that they kind of paraded in front of the camera at one point. And, um, and then they later on find other members of the government who had been in charge of the Securitate, and they're like, hey, uh, these guys are still shooting at people, and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. It wasn't my ability to give the order to stand down and just trying to shift the blame as best they can. I mean, they're in the fucking frying pan, for oh, sure. Yeah. So they, they're just trying to make themselves like as, as least complicit as they can, but uh, nobody is really buying it. Well, they also had um, some people who were known to the known to the people of Romania. Like there was this really famous poet who was brought in to talk to the people and just like give them encouragement. You know, people are trying to maintain this semblance of order. And finally, the Ceausescu's are located and they're brought into Bucharest and put on trial. So this is now um, just after Christmas where they're broadcasting to the people clips from their trial um, and showing them going through medical examinations to prove that they're healthy, blah, blah, blah. And then they're executed. So their execution by firing squad and their bodies were shown on television. And you can understand why that would have been a necessary thing when people have been used to being told lies. One of the things that we see chanted in the movie is, you know, tell us the truth. We want the truth. Like so a mass of people just chanting that at, at the people involved in the revolution. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, they had no choice. They had to show, like, the the dead bodies of the Ceausescu's, like, so that people could believe what they were being told was, was true. Like, it's, Right, it's this like, isn't just, like, some weird ploy. They've just been lied to and beaten down for so long, they need to see everything as much as they can for themselves. Right. Uh, I think they had wanted to actually show the footage of the execution, but the cameraman wasn't able to get out to film it in time. He, he <laughs> like, showed up, like, immediately after. They were so eager to kill these assholes. So. Yeah, and, and, like, while they said there was a trial, it was, like, really just they were questioned for an hour or two or something. And then, like, okay, yep, we find you guilty. And, and again, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking they, they I'm not going to say, like, yeah, that was a sham or anything. Like, fair enough. They, you know, maybe they didn't kill 8,000 people or, like, some crazy number that was being thrown out. Um, and that's one of the things they also talk about in the documentary is just, like, with some of the chaos, it, people couldn't tell the difference between the bodies of people who were killed by Ceausescu and the Securitate uh, versus um, bodies from, like, paupers' graves. So 
Yeah, that's fucking <sighs> horrifying. Yeah, yeah, fucking horrifying. So, the, so people in Romania didn't under like they didn't they had no clear way of knowing how many people had actually been taken out by the Securitate. So we're kind of like skipping through a lot of the movie, and it if if you see the movie, which we obviously highly really, highly encourage, yeah, then you, you'd understand why because it's really there's not like a plot necessarily it's just following the the events of like this really short time span five days yeah pretty much at five or six days maybe it's the 26th that is the last day yeah that they cover in the movie like from the 20th to the 26th yeah they show the footage of the Ceausescu's being questioned and then they show their dead bodies on on television and and people cheering gathering together to see this footage it's funny like you're, you're watching these people watch this and they're, some of them are just like snacking while they're watching and it's like well yeah i mean enjoy it. You, you yeah you fucking earned it by living under these fuckers rule for as long as you did there you know there are scenes of people just like cheering in the street in like a car with loud music and they're trying to sort of like drive through and everybody's shouting happily and then some of the revolutionists broadcast a group of people singing on the air. And they're just like, you can see they're just like so moved. And, and they're like people wiping away tears as they're singing. And and they're, you know, waving the Romanian flag where they'd cut out from the center. The crest that had been on it, which was a symbol of the um, Ceausescu rule. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and uh, the last scene in the movie is uh, this guy who's talking to reporters, and he's just talking about how they came to realize that Ceausescu was manipulating things so that they would find reasons to be angry with like the minority groups in Romania to attack them, put themselves against each other, really, than to go after the main people who were in power. And it's like, huh. That's uh, hmm, seems uh, like a pretty uh, apt comparison to what is going on with us right now. Oh yeah, and has been going on not just for right now, has been going on for for fucking ever. Just saying, stop being angry at uh, minorities, people. The like they're not the ones who are causing your problems. No. So, uh, and it's evil fucks like Ceausescu and other politicians. Not going to name any names here, but uh, you can probably draw some. <laughs> Draw some conclusions yeah. uh, that uh, you should be venting your anger at rather than people of who are in like vulnerable populations. Yeah. So this has been Taryn Andrews' political corner, and uh, <laughs> th- thank you for listening. Please remember to like and subscribe. And um, yeah, thank you. Uh, good good day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's some morning edition music, but. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of any other NPR. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, it's the that's the last scene of the movie is this guy just talking about how they came to this realization and and it's, he's like breaking down in tears talking about that and it's it's really moving and it, it's just such a powerful note for the documentary to end on. Yeah, so I think that about wraps up covers pretty much what we can talk about as far as like the the contents of the movie really right. But I think we wanted to touch on a couple of things. You know, not that we haven't just spent the last 25 minutes talking about it, but a couple other things to drive home just how awful a person Nikolai Ceausescu was. Um, there was a, a miners' strike in 1977. 30,000 miners in the Jew Valley. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
J-I-U. So Ceausescu heard that his soldiers were reluctant to fire on them to get them to go back to work or to force them to compromise to end the strike. So Ceausescu had the Securitate force doctors to x-ray the strike leaders for five minutes on their chest, ensuring that they would get cancer. I mean, that's fucking supervillain level of evilry right there. Like, fucking ensuring that somebody is going to get cancer. It's like, you're not going to just outright kill them. You're going to make sure that they suffer a terrible illness. Yeah. Leading up to their death. Yeah. Like, for years. And, oh my god, it's just, like, horrific. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. He's fucking scum. Uh, Some of the other things he did. So, you know, we talked about food shortages across Romania. So... Some of the things, uh, some of his policies really exacerbated the situation. In 1966, Ceausescu banned abortion and contraception and brought in one of the harshest anti-abortion laws in the world. So there were a large number of Romanian infants abandoned to horrific conditions in orphanages across Romania. So that's already pretty awful. But on top of it, uh, he would entitle significant benefits to mothers um, who had at least five children. Women who bore at least 10 children were declared heroin mothers. Uh, Few women actually went for it. And in fact, like the average was about two to three children per family in Romania at the time. However, um, there was still population issues. And with the children that were being abandoned to orphanages... You know, they really struggled to deal with them. Um, so there were things like happening like untested blood being transfused, which led to many, many cases of pediatric HIV and AIDS. Romania was the leading country for this in Europe, um, or one of the leading countries. They had um, so many cases of pediatric HIV and AIDS, despite being only 3% of Europe's population. So, um <sighs> This is just to give like a, a just a, a little inkling of how shitty it was to live in Romania under Ceausescu. Yeah, and he and you mentioned that that was because he felt like a booming population was a sign of like a oh, successful I didn't, country. Oh, I didn't mention that. Okay. But yes, yes, that's exactly why he thought like, oh, if we have a really big population, well, that's just going to show how great Romania is to the rest of the world. Yeah, and so he, he cracked down on birth control and abortions and encouraged people to have these these kids and with no way for them to support them or care for them really the the minimum wages of course in romania were super shitty yeah um, that's one of the things, of things that we hear him talking about in that final speech is like oh i'm gonna be giving you this raise everybody's gonna get a raise and it's uh, like uh, at a, the like beginning a, of the year a paltry a paltry raise and it's like yeah that's how you're gonna get yourself out of this you, you piece of shit uh, yeah no i guess one last thing i wanted to talk about was his uh systematization which is the thing that the uh pastor who kind of um whose potential eviction is what instigated the the protests in Timisoara um the systematization was this idea that he'd had to um develop the rural parts of Romania and make them more modernized and so to do that like a lot of small rural towns got demolished and people had to move into like apartment blocks in the city and they had to abandon their dogs there there was a massive problem and still is i think even from what i read yeah with people's stray dogs who were left behind after this happened just like 
running wild and attacking kids in some cases. And so just like the, his ideas just had such a horrible impact on so many different facets of the Romanian people's lives. It's just really disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we focused a lot on Nikolai, but just wanted to make sure it's really clear that his wife Elena was very, very much a piece of work in her own right yeah. and was very rapidly into the whole communism thing and, and pushed um, a lot of things and like really did a lot of shit to like stroke her own ego and... Um, yeah, didn't she have like some fake degree that she had? Yeah, she took people's work, um, like their their studies, and made them put her name on as the author and and all this stuff. Um, so that's just kind of like maybe a little bit of a petty thing to bring up, but uh, in any case, she really was a piece of shit. She she had it coming also yeah. for sure. Like when you see the footage of them being questioned by the the people that would then go on to kill them. You kind of feel bad for her if you don't know how involved she was. And then, like, afterwards, when we were doing some research and we found out that she was pretty involved, you're like, oh, okay, well, fuck her. Yeah, again. yeah. She had, like, a, a, a legitimate title um, in the government and, and all that. Yeah. Um, so She was complicit. She was absolutely shit. complicit. Um, so, yeah, it's we really would encourage people to... Read about the Romanian Revolution if you don't know about it already. It's, it's super, super fascinating. One last point I think it's just kind of interesting is, you know, there are still people, not many, but there are still people who um, think positively or look back fondly on the Ceausescu's. And, I, you know, you can see now photos of, of their grave uh, bestrewn with flowers. Yeah, retrospect like, is a hell of a thing. Temporarily, yes. It's like rose-tinted glasses. Like, man, that's right. fucking... Right. All right, I mean, you paid money for those flowers. I guess you can put them on whatever asshole's grave you want, but shit. I would just, if I was doing that, I would make sure nobody saw me. It'd be the stealthiest <laughs> flower-laying <laughs> procedure you'd ever did see if I was doing that. Like, be... Or solid, ever ever didn't see. D- didn't see, yeah. I feel like <laughs> solid snake in a cardboard box. Just like... <laughs> so that, that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, I realized we were, were a little flippant with our talk about movies in our uh, brief Oscar-related mini-episode last time. Uh, let me speak for the both of us here and say... Oh, do. Uh, yeah, uh, Into the Spider-Verse is great. Madeline's Madeline, also a fucking excellent movie that didn't, I don't even think it got any nomination. Did it get nomination? For no, anything? I don't think so. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, that's, that's a very good movie that came out last year that everybody should check out. Sorry to bother you. Also, fucking Oh my god, excellent. how that not get an award? Uh, I think I can say the last 20 minutes of that movie. <laughs> probably have that tonight in the award, but uh, that, that's just uh, my biases fuck. about the uh, Academy people Yeah, doing the nominating. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's a fucking great movie and you should all go check it out if you've not seen it already. So yeah, the lead actress, um, I think this is her first in, in Madeline's Madeline, in Madeline's Madeline. I think this is her first role and she is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, so you should keep an eye out for her. And Miranda July is, is great in it. Oh also. yeah. Um, so great. As yeah. her mom. 
Yeah, we'll link to the trailer for that movie um, in the show notes. It's something that is in itself just kind of this really amazing thing to see. And you you watch the trailer and you're like, how can this be a, a, a movie? Uh, and it is. <laughs> like, you'll you'll understand it if you actually watch the movie. But yeah, the, it, the, the trailer, if nothing else, is worth the two minutes it'll take you to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty intense. So yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you to the great band Boats for letting us use their song lately off of the album Setting the Paces. Thank you, Boat. Thank you, Boats. Uh, we would like to encourage you very, 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 very strongly to support your local independent video stores. If you're in Seattle, absolutely check out Scarecrow Video. Support these institutions that bring you film and television that you probably couldn't get elsewhere. Yeah, and yeah. if you're not in Seattle, I can figure it out for yourself. We can't do everything for you. <laughs> we can't wipe your asses for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... Don't have to keep that line in. Well, it's not staying in. No, that's definitely staying in. Um, And then uh, lastly, just if you wanted to keep on top of our episode releases and notes and things like that, uh, you can always take a look at our Facebook group, Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. Our website, TaraAndrewVersus.com. If you have any feedback, uh, you can send that to TaraAndrewVersus at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram and, and things like that as well. Um, if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. If you don't, tell an enemy. And until next time, catch, catch you, you later, later potato, potato hags. hags.